You are listening to the Living Greater Podcast, and I am your host, Arn Alamond. Together, we are building a community of people helping others to live greater through fitness, nutrition, and health. All right, hey, everybody, and good morning. Welcome to um, <laughs> Living Greater, and welcome to Albert Luth for joining us this morning. Um, Albert is someone that I met a couple of, uh, actually, it's been a couple of months ago now. Um, yeah, we met, if I'm not mistaken, at uh, Christoph Ketterman's um, opening, grand opening of, of his new gym, which was, uh, it was an awesome opportunity for me. And, and uh, I met you that day. Um, you were teaching a, a form running session, if I'm not mistaken. And, and I want to come correct. back to that in a minute, because I think it ties into um, the general idea and everything that we're going to be talking about today. Um, but I wanted to share a little bit of background on, um, on Albert. So he owns a very unique gym here in town. Uh, as I know it, called the Idaho Movement Academy, founded in 2017. Um, and I want you to tell us a little bit more about it here as we as we go along. But as I understand it, it's one of, if not the only, indoor outdoor gyms in the city. Which uh-huh. I'm like, man, what a bold move! Because uh, we live in a four season climate, right? So <laughs> we'll have to come back to that in a couple of minutes. But um, other topics and just things that that I have that I've noticed and observed in watching you that I'm hoping that we touch on um, okay. is uh, obviously the form running idea. Um, you speak a lot about this thing that I'm learning more about lately called the level method. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, uh, I know a number of people that have been working with you in the um, the OCR arena, obstacle course races, Spartans, things like that. And so I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some things, but I know you're going to fill in the gaps for us as we go. So um, so welcome, Albert. Thank you so much. Um, do you mind just giving us, maybe filling in some gaps and giving us a little bit of background about how you ended up here right um thanks for having me arn um thanks for getting up at this early hour to meet with me and you hear my hear my story Heck yeah so everyone's got a story right and i think in our pre-briefing leading up to this interview uh you know you asked you know kind of think about what my story was and how everyone's how my journey was to get to this point so I'll, I'll say maybe 24 years of my life i lived my life a certain way i lived a pretty high standard for myself kind of life where I got down on myself pretty bad if I like didn't achieve a certain standard in my head and um, I was really maybe too high strung or stressed for some point uh, for some period of time Um, some habits I had developed and was doing in college and whatnot and maybe into just after college didn't lend well to my health so uh, I had a uh, health scare Um, I was in the middle of Air Force officer training, and uh, I got hurt by getting an ulcer in my stomach. And uh, that put me out of that career path that was going to go on for a little bit. And I had to rethink things and reset and re- uh, change how I, I was living, right? how I perceived the world, how I perceived myself, and how I did things. Um, I had originally used fitness to get. I used like CrossFit to get in shape for the Air Force. And that worked. You know, I maxed out everything and was doing well physically. But there was something there that was missing. So, you know, I probably wasn't doing everything 100%, eating well to the top level or doing everything well to the top level. But maybe my mind was not there either. So I took the whole summer off after, you know, getting hurt and recovering to, again, uh, reprioritize, reset, re-standardize. And I found a real job, so I worked uh, in the medical device industry for you know, however many years. In that time where I had that set routine where I 
uh, woke up early, you know, made my breakfast, made my meals for the day, um, and went to work for the eight hours a day, whatever it was, um, and then went to the gym after the work. So I had that schedule for years and years and years. And um, part of your philosophy is you know, trying to optimize or improve yourself every day, right? So I, I was in that path for a number of years working. And uh, to satisfy this whole leadership aspect of what officer training was going to be for the Air Force and military, I was like, why not maybe start teaching some fitness stuff and health stuff I was learning from my coach at the gym. So I started interning and started taking on classes and um, eventually moved to a couple other gyms in the area. And then I got this opportunity. I, I met another coach from up here, actually, in Idaho. And uh, we decided, hey, let's just partner up and coach people together. And uh, it was going to be in that kind of Spartan OCR kind of world, too. Uh, I met them at, and uh, I decided, hey, this is an opportunity now. I, I've, I've, at that point, I had woken up to how the world works and how what I do can affect the world in a certain way. I was like, okay, this is time to pull the trigger. Um, you know, I've pretty unattached at that point. Had a good, good amount of uh, resources saved up to do so that sort of thing to cut the cord. Yeah. So I, I quit my job, uh, packed up my truck, got this place here, and then started in started a couple of years ago. Wow. So it brought, it, that whole journey kind of brought, brought me to this point. So. That's awesome. So that was a few years ago. So you really came up here because of a relationship with a friend that you were going to coach, but you saw that, you just saw that impetus, that need for what you offer. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'd say, you know, for, for the years I was working, you know, in that office world, right. Yeah. Uh, I was seeing that world where people were, um, we all know this now, like being sedentary, sitting in LA all day is not really good for you. Um, popping back sodas and bad food all day and being in that flesh and light all the time. I isn't going to do either. Um, <laughs> I was seeing one world where people were kind of do like this, and then I was in the other world, you know, after work and all that, and, and like fitness classes and like that. Right. So I was like, I got chased this way. I love it. I love it. Do you? Um. Well, gosh. So a few questions. Um. And, and I want to. I don't want to labor on it, but I think it's important. Uh, you mentioned the injury in um, uh, in the Air Force, and you mentioned um, the ulcer. And, and do you feel like that was because of your expectations of yourself? You mentioned that. Do you feel like that was just that that stress because you held yourself to such a high standard that you weren't achieving? Yeah, uh, yeah, very much so. So I think the mental aspect of it, yes, hold myself to high standard. Also, all the few years of me doing bad stuff to myself and my body, yeah. all coalesced to that point where I was subjected in that environment. You know, you're, you're tested to a certain point, like, do this X, Y, Z things really fast. Make sure you uh, exceed expectations, whatever else. Um, it all came to a head, basically. It showed me at that point, hey, you're doing all these things wrong. Wake up, change everything. So that that that, that literally physical thing was telling me, you know, that, that was a wake up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as a fitness professional now, you know, you're, you're, um, uh, you're rooted in a community. You've got this, uh, this culture. Um, uh, on your website, if I'm not mistaken, you call it the tribe, right? And, right. and I see this. I mean, it's it's awesome, right? I, I'm just looking around and and um, and knowing some of the people that that you're involved with. Um, do you feel like people come to you now and they they look at they're like, oh well, you know, this is this is how Albert is, and and Albert's always been this way. In other words, the story that you're sharing right now is. Um, it's, I mean, it's very, very vulnerable, right? I mean, it's like, hey, I wasn't always this image that you see of me right in this moment. Of, of right. 
it took work. And I, I think that sometimes maybe in a professional setting uh, where you're a fitness professional, people look at it and they're like, oh, well, he's always been that way. It's come easy to him. And I think what you're saying is that that's not true. It's taken a lot of work, <laughs> uh, a lot of hours, um, a lot of miles traveled, um, a, lot of, a lot of resources spent to get to this point. And um, I think it was, it's all worthy. Um, I, I related to the approach of um, thinking globally, acting locally. Mm. And it's, uh, we've heard it from some of the best coaches out there, right? So right. you're trying to deliver um, the best service or product to the, to the you know, people you're trying to help, right? And anything else other than that, just fluff, right? Um, as well as uh, me providing, you know, I, I see it as like, going back to the military thing, you go to a special school, right? You're sent to a special school on behalf of your group. Right. Go learn from that group, the, the, this new group you're learning from, to bring back the skills and knowledge to your group, right? To help improve them. So I'm seeing as me, myself, I'm going to a breathing workshop last weekend, learning that from that special group of these special skills, and bringing it back to the tribe here to um, and, uh, enlighten them even more. Right? Yeah. So the education, the, all these experiences I'm going through is uh, the investment I make in myself is going to eventually translate over the, to everyone else here. I think we, we hit it at that last night too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, we were chatting about that yesterday um, just over message that um, the idea that, that hit me at a, at a low point in my life um, was, and, and honestly, I resonate very, very soundly with what you're saying because uh, I realized one evening while I was lying in bed and couldn't sleep that I was, I was trying to adhere to a standard that mm -hmm. I saw in other people's lives. And I was trying to push myself to that point that I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to beat them. I wanted to be better than them. And I realized that I, I can't even be better than myself at this point because I'm so caught up in the mess in my mind. And um, and that's really, laying there that night, Living Greater came to me. It's like, I can't be the best at any one thing. I don't think anybody can be expected to do that because there's always going to be somebody that's next in line trying to improve themselves and you're their focal point, right? Um, for, the, for the average person, most of us, um, I think it even steps down a little bit and that's not to dumb down or demean what we have in our hearts that we want to achieve, but it's just to say that like, there's so much room for us to expand and grow like getting caught up on the vision of somebody else and what they're doing is it's right. Yeah. right. Yeah, it's all about improving oneself first, right? Um, from the corporate world I was in before, um, there's always just a concept called kaizen, right? So this Japanese word means continuous improvement. Yeah. So we're all going through continuous improvement in anything we do. Hopefully everyone's doing that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and so I guess my, my role here uh, or my mission is to help someone on that path of rising up. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Growth mindset, constantly improving. Yes. Um, well, so a couple of things that I wanted to, to hit on specifically because, um, and this, this one, uh, honestly, it really speaks to me because uh, running, I think that a lot of people start running for a variety of different reasons. In fact, I have a friend, uh, uh, Cynthia Anderson, who I interviewed previously on the podcast and um, she's a coworker, a friend that I used to, to work with. She had always wanted to lose weight. Um, you know, everybody had the right idea for her of what to do to do that. Right. And nothing ever seemed to work. And so, uh, she started running, she started running because one night she Googled and it said, you know, you should run to lose weight. And she starts and she's like, I hate this. 
but at the same time, she's like, I love this, but she hurt, she ached. Um, over the course of, um, of, of her experience, she's lost, I think, in the neighborhood of 70 pounds at this point. Um, wow. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. But what's more amazing than that is that she's, she's leveraged that experience as, as a quote unquote, you know, normal person. I mean, she's, she's everyday person that you walk past in the street. She's not, she's not out there. She's not personal trained. She's not coach. She's not doing those things yet. Uh, but uh, she is in love with the process and she's not afraid to share it. And other people see that and they grow to her and they gravitate towards her. So she's now done marathons. She's done um, triathlons this summer. Uh, she has signed up for her first um, uh, ultra a trail run. It's going to be a little bit later this year. She's going to do awesome. all that awesome stuff. And so um, running, I guess that's, that was the, the point of that. Right. Uh, a lot of people, I think get started with running and with, with a mindset, of, this is what I have to do to do X. And right. Like I said on my video the other night and you commented in there as well. I think that when they're, um, when they're starting, they look at those metrics that other people set. So you have to run for this long, you, you know, to burn this many calories. You have to um, run right. this fast because that's what people do. You have to run this far. Right. So I'm going to stop there because I know you've okay. got some ideas on it. The, the vast majority of us starts out, start out, let's say, running, right? That's just one example. Yeah. Uh, two, like you said, get some type of result. And we focus on all those little results along the way, right? These metrics that you said. Um, we get caught up in that, right? And based on the, all these, our, our human mindset of trying to um, achieve and get better, we, may, we, we, we fall into that trap of always trying to chase that number, always trying to chase that result, or it may, may put some people off here, but always trying to get that medal, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we get caught in that. So eventually, it, you know, you, you get some aches and pains along the way and you realize all these different band-aids you're applying to that those to those aches and pains might not be the best. So you eventually seek out different help. So that's why I come in. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we take someone's, we change someone's perspective of what the running or any other, any other kind of movement is for them to really truly do it well and better and how our bodies must be designed to be doing it and then that changes everything it flips everything on its head and you know these little goals and these numbers and everything are just an effect now not the goal so once i get once i can get someone to execute running technique better then it's um it it breaks down any of the limits they got in their head and they can do anything they want at that point because they can do, yeah, they can do running well. So, so yeah, it's all about breaking perceived limitations through just learning how to do what you're supposed to be doing well. Yeah, it's an amazing connection. Uh, for the first time the other night in, um, in my, I, I run a teams class and for the first time in that, with that group, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of max efforts with the young kids, and, and that's my own philosophy. Um, I want to keep them safe. I don't feel like you know anybody should get hurt in the weight room unless you're an Olympic weightlifter. <laughs> that's, your, right. that's your job, right? right. Um, bodybuilder, whatever. But um, but uh, we did we did max uh, max box jumps, and the reason I did it is I've seen people do the exact same thing every time. They always grab the same box, or 
or when we're doing pull-ups, you know, we always, some people can't, and, and we're always going the same grip with them. Like, Hey, let's warm up with our hands wider. Let's work out of, out of the box. And what was amazing specifically with the um, box jumps is when they hit those marks, you could just see like their eyes open up and you could, I mean, yeah. you could totally see the mind expanding and I'm just right. like, it's amazing. So you nailed it. It's like by doing this little thing, it, it seems little, I, I'm saying little, that's, that's not accurate. It's huge. Sure. Right. But seeing this thing, that's improving in your client's life or in someone's life. Right. But them feeling successful about that, it expands everything else, like you just said, that's possible for them. Right. Um, the, the key, the chief complaint that we hear from runners, right, is that they're hurt somewhere. Yeah. The stat out there is like 85% of people who run every year get hurt in some capacity. Right. It all stems from their perception of what's going on with their body and how they're interacting with nature. Yeah. the ground essentially right so whatever they're doing with their body is causing some type of thing that's going on with the body that's telling them hey change it up just like what happened to me with my stomach right yep. so um once we once we correct their running technique for example then those aches and pains go away and and that happens right there in that first half an hour hour with me like i, I tell you hey pull your foot up this way push this position your body this way you know this is how you really move you fall this way yeah then everything changes. They, their pain is immediately gone, basically. And the possibilities open up. Yeah. Well, and I remember one thing that really stood out to me when you were talking about and taking us, and it was very abbreviated. There was a lot of stuff that we were doing that morning. Um, you did a great job keeping us on point, keeping us moving and stuff. But uh, you, I, I envisioned in my mind, I don't remember if you said this, but I envisioned flowing water as thought of running and uh, the way that you explained it and it's like you know what if i can create in my body and my movement patterns when i'm running the ability to just flow mm -hmm. like water would roll down the hill then why should it hurt it shouldn't hurt it should feel amazing and it's a different perspective because it feels i mean sometimes it feels slower i don't feel like i'm working hard enough or whatever but that's good i'm starting to come to appreciate that uh, we've all seen that interview by with uh, Bruce Lee, right, from the 80s or stuff so from the 70s or 80s. She says, "Be like water, my friend." Right? Yeah. So when you're really interacting truly in sync with nature or with gravity, for example, with running, mm -hmm. then you are uh, moving like water. Water takes no shape; it goes with the the environment. It's in. you have to interact with your environment in accordance how it is. So we do not own nature. <laughs> we need to. Um, respect it and go with it. So when we're running, like say the trails, run along those contours, right? We have to take those how they are and not force it. When we start allowing gravity to take us where we want to go, then uh, become, it becomes effortless instead of using our muscles to get us where we want to go. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, that's a great transition if we could, I want to move um, for a couple of minutes. I want to respect your time this morning as well. Um, uh, but I want to move for a couple of minutes to the OCR, the, the obstacle right. course races. And, and I, sure. I think I could say Spartan. I don't know if you could say I know that Spartan's kind of funny sometimes with how, how, they, uh, how, how they utilize their, their terminology, right? It's, it's right. like something like that. So, but I can go ahead and say it. Um, yeah. So Spartan races, um, uh, you know, the, the muddy vents, tough mutters, all of that stuff. Um, right. how, so one of the things I love about that, coming from a competitive background, um, I was always uh, – in events where they were short of short enough duration, it was cycling mountain bike races like that. So they were of short enough duration that um, when you're out there competing, I mean, in my mind, it was it was win or or it kind of start. 
I, right. but I won, <laughs> but I'm just saying. So you can imagine how, how fun that was, right? Always excited, but always let down. Um, the thing that I love, and I may be wrong, I'd love to hear your perspective on this, but the thing that I love about the OCR races, even marathons, ultras, stuff like that, right. is that to finish is a huge accomplishment. I mean, I did the sprint out here. I'm a fit guy, and uh, I did that a couple of years ago. I won't do it again. I might do another one somewhere else. Too many go-heads. I'm, I'm too soft-skinned for that. <laughs> but, um, but it was amazing, and I remember at the end of it when I was crying on the inside, um, I remember seeing people around me and I was, I, I went from at the beginning at the line when they're like, oh, by the way, this is a world champion qualifier. And I'm like, oh, wow, maybe I'll have this great event, you know, to at the end, I'm like coming through the end and I'm like, yeah, buddy, right on, man, you got this. <laughs> and just thinking to myself, I remember having the thought, I'm like, if you finish this, you are a stud. I don't care if you walk, run, crawl, whatever. Yeah. And I love that aspect of it. So transitioning in an OCR event, you've got running and walking over distance. Um, so you've got the, the endurance duration part of it um, that we already talked about some people struggle with. Right. And you've also got the body weight piece of it where you're right. lifting and moving your body. So right. I know that's a big part of what you do. We can maybe right. just spend a couple of minutes. How do you do that? How do you help people in those areas the most? And what are you well, people who register and sign up and race for Spartan Race or any kind of OCR out there, right, can expect long long duration endurance parts of it, right? Yeah. There'll be anaerobic, more, like you said, body weight and some, some lifting aspects uh, part of the race too. So you're going from something long, slow distance for most people to short, hard, fast kind of lifting and anaerobic efforts. And then daisy chaining them throughout the race. So it's about really first um, how we kind of see fitness right, as that um, theoretical hierarchy of development an athlete. So at the very base, you have uh, nutrition and then Metcon and then gymnet gymnastics, uh, weightlifting and sport at the top. So the, our goal here at the, at the tribe here at Idaho Movement Academy is to help develop someone's general fitness first from the bottom up. And then at some point when they're kind of ready for that kind of OCR thing, they'll say, hey, let's just, let's just kind of. We'll program for one. We'll train for one specifically. So we're taking all the aspects of our body weight lift, uh, skills here, combining with some of the lifting skills, and then combining it and using it in the actual sport of OCR. Um, if we can feel well first ourselves, right? Eat well and treat ourselves well. Control our lifestyle factors, and then do our metcon or make sure our heart lungs work right. Then apply our body weight skills of gymnastics of all that kind of stuff, right? Being able to scale monkey bars and scale walls, then um, you should be on the right track first. Um, so that's, that's our approach so far here. And uh, it was just about specific programming for a specific event. So we can do that for anything else. We can do that for rucking. So we do group rucks all the time, stuff like that. Um, but a key piece here is, you know, so if someone, if, it, if an OCR competitor out there or, or someone starting out can really work on their running first, That'll, that'll save them all kinds of heartache because if you're more conditioned on the run, you can get from obstacle to obstacle faster, right? Quicker and without having to burn so much energy, right? You get yeah. there. Yeah. Once you get to the obstacle, you can do that obstacle because you're not stressed out and tired and all that. Once you get down to the obstacle, it should be a quick transition to get back on the run to the next obstacle. And in, in the grand scheme of things, what Spartan is trying to do, that specific company is trying to do is what Joe DeSena says is to rip a million people off the couch and to get them moving, get them better, 
but in this better lifestyle. So yeah, that's what we're trying to do here or overall first, right? So any, any entry level like OCR competitor or uh, participant, right? Has a home here. We're gonna get them off the couch and start moving and um, get them on the path of a healthier lifestyle. I love it. Like, yeah, like I said, with the running thing, yeah. So um, the, the specialty I have is to help someone like that improve their performance on the, on the course with that specific thing. And I have these little bells and whistles with the walls and stuff set up, but main piece is this Metcon running thing. Right on. Right on. I love it. I love it. Sounds easy. Easy. <laughs> Simple, but not easy. That's right. Simple, but not easy. You just got to show up, right? You just got to yes. show up. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you so much, man. I know I said a half hour. We took a couple of minutes dinking around with my speaker on this side. So, um, I, uh, I want to honor that it's beautiful outside and I know there's tons going on today. Um, yeah. If you, uh, what would be the one thing, like just, I'm in closing, what would be the one thing that you would say to somebody that is in their heart of hearts, you know, they, they want to make this challenge, this change. They want to improve their health. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe they have a goal, but it's, it's like a more holistic. It's not, it's not I want to lose two pounds, ten pounds because I'm going to my class reunion or something. But they, right. what would you say is the most important thing for somebody to start? Mm, I, I'll draw from my most recent experience I've had. Right, learning how to breathe better. That's just a whole other aspect of yeah. what we're all trying to do. It's it's a it's another layer. So we're all in this like fitness world here, moving our bodies and eating well and all that. But really concentrating on this and this, mm -hmm. right? That's a whole other dimension that we can affect what we're trying to do even more. Yeah. Um, so the uh, key, key takeaway is this, uh, using this more to breathe and using less of this to breathe. So using your nose more, to, to nasal breathe it a little more. I love it, I love it. What yeah. Where did you where did you come up with that and, and where did you hear about that? So let's see. There's there's a cool group out there um, called Power Speed Endurance. Okay. They're hosting these art of breath clinics around the world now. So I attended one last weekend, okay. and uh, I, I had I had been working on this breathing for a while too, um, right. kind of learning through them as well. Anyway, so I attended that, and they they essentially have distilled all these different breathwork practices from all these different worlds and uh, develop an introduction clinic or course to, hey, check out these breathing techniques, I guess you can say, or protocols and learn one and what the science is first and then apply all these different protocols on top of that to help you improve these three things, your yeah. state, physiology, and mechanics and everything you do. And these three pillars, they say, um, is first affected by if you can use this primarily, it'll just change a whole bunch of things, open a bunch of doors. Yeah. Hello. Hello. More to learn. What's that? More to learn. Yeah, more to learn. More to learn. Well, you said that a little while ago, and I, I saw some pictures um, of, of your trip last weekend, and um, and I was curious, and you mentioned it a bit ago, and you came back to it, um, and, and that, yeah, that, I mean, I love that aspect too. It's like, you're pulling pieces from all of these experts to make your expertise, what you're amazing at, even stronger and be able to offer more to the people around you. And that's, that's incredible. And I love that you said breathing. I mean, there's some pat answers with that question, right? And that's, I didn't expect breathing, um, although I believe in it. And uh, so 
Well, Albert, thank you so much. Um, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the easiest way for them to uh, to reach you and um, and chat with you about these services, get started, and uh, all that? Um, you all can take a look at uh, idahomemovement.academy and also our uh, Facebook page for Idaho Movement Academy, as well as you can find me personally online too. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram as well. Just search my name up, Albert Lou. And uh, yeah, I think those are the probably the bigger, bigger channels you can find me at. And, and uh, if you want help, reach out and uh, we'll go from there. Awesome, brother. I will put those in the show notes also and put links Appreciate to that just so that people can just click and make it a lot easier. So awesome. um, hey, hang on the line for just a second when we're done. And um, thank you so much for, uh, for joining in, everybody. I'm going to tune out right now. You guys go out and uh, I'm just looking out the window. It's, uh, it's probably in the low 40s right now out there, but it's absolutely gorgeous. So um, go and have an adventure today. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Living Greater Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the content and we ask that you please share with your friends and help us spread the word of Living Greater. Have a wonderful day.